I know you wanted them for a long time, and I always think they are the perfect example of a certain thing. What's that? That getting what you want can be a little bit of a burden. I've already soaped them four times. There you go. But they look great. She hugged me. As we walked toward the parking lot, she said, There's another thing. What's that? Well, I talked Peter Finneran, the judge for the show, into staying an extra four days and giving a clinic after the show is over, and I want you to ride in it. What's a clinic? That's when a famous equestrian gives three days of costly group lessons to those who sign up. It's very intensive, and you can learn a lot. Your trainers, who know you, might be overlooking things they ought to be seeing. The clinician picks them up. Peter Finneran is absolutely the most famous rider in the East now. Since we have him in California for a week, we need to keep him here and try to get some wisdom out of him. I already have trainers calling me from L.A. and San Francisco to sign up. I want you in there. On Blue? Yes, you can take Blue. He's not jumping over three feet. That's fine for the first day anyway. How much is it? I'll discuss that with your dad. I'll call him. We stopped. I could see Mom's car at the gate. Jane said, Anyway, I put your name on Melinda's and Ellen's entry blanks as their trainer. You'll get paid for that. And she patted me on the shoulder and walked away, waving to Mom. I didn't know what to think, but then I never knew what to think when Jane came up with an idea. Mom leaned over and gave me a peck on the cheek when I got into the car. Here, I bought you an egg salad sandwich at the sandwich place beside the store. I know you have a lot to do this afternoon. It's downright chilly here and it was only 74 in town. I'm pretty sure it's cooled off at home. She handed me the sandwich and a sugar cookie, and a bottle of Coke. She even had an opener to pop off the cap. We didn't have Cokes very often. The first thing Mom did when we got home was check the temperature. She exclaimed, 76, I thought so, and went into the house after patting our dog, Rusty, on the head. She slammed the door, and Rusty lay down on the porch and rolled over. I suppose she knew Mom was watching, because Mom then opened the door with a laugh and gave Rusty a biscuit. You couldn't tell anymore that I had broken my arm almost five months earlier, falling off Danny's horse before she was Danny's horse. Happy, or Happily Ever After, which was her show name. Danny had just won two reigning classes on her at the local rodeo. It was like they were welded together. Whatever move she made, he was right with her. They hadn't gone in any roping classes, but I had seen Happy watching the calves. I imagined her slipping away and trotting over to where they were, saying, Excuse me, excuse me, I have business over here. These calves need me. My arm didn't hurt, and the bump that had been there when they took the cast off was gone. 
I had also built the muscles back up, and both of my forearms looked the same now, a little brown and a little muscly. I made sure to work the left arm, the broken one, just a little more than the right one, to carry my books on the left, to open doors with the left, to carry my saddle on the left. Thinking about it reminded me to do the same for the horses. Always work the weak side a little more than the strong side. We had seven horses now. Amazon, Foxy, Jefferson, Sprinkles, and Happy had moved on, leaving Lincoln, Jack, and Blue. In June, Uncle Luke had brought us a full load, four mares, Lady, Morning Glory, Nobby, and Oh My. Oh My was a beautiful Overo paint, black and white with one blue eye and a question mark on her shoulder. When people saw her, they said, oh my, daddy didn't expect to have her long.